You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey, it's Brian House, and you're listening to the Work For It podcast. Our primary focus is business in the workshop. And if you want us to see and discuss your work, use the hashtag WFI Projects on Instagram, and we will shout you out and your projects. Did you know you can support our work for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year? Go to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That's like a burrito. I love burritos. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara. Whoa, 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 today. whoa. Hold on, hold on, whoa, whoa. hold on. What, what is going on This is on the here? Work For is... It podcast. What are you doing on here, Dustin? What are you doing? <laughs> this is the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. Oh, my God. You're trying to take over my, my Work For It podcast. You know, man, I mean, I'm right. here. Devin's here. This is Art of Craftsmanship, isn't it? Uh, I no. mean, but. <laughs> yeah, it's you, me, and Brian, and oh look, Brian Cohn's here too. Yes, sir. Cohn, all day, every day. PhD, here he is. Yeah, if, if this is your podcast, why do I have a quote ready to go? <laughs> That's a good question. Tell me this that. Is a great, because you know what this is. This what is the this? art of craftsmanship and the work for it. Smash up, baby. That's what we're doing yeah. right now. We're, yeah, we're <laughs> yes, making sir. a smash up. Go ahead with your quote, Devin. <laughs> all right, here we go. <laughs> With as much dignity as he could muster, the old man gathered up the sad remains of his shattered major award. Later that night, alone in the backyard, he buried it next to the garage. Now, I could never be sure, but I thought that I heard the sound of taps being played gently. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> 
<laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, that's that's the timing. tone. Are we I cracking our it. beers around here? Because uh, oh yeah, yes. oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> I love that's uh, that is that is quoted directly from my favorite movie, Devin, and my favorite Christmas movie. Yeah, and uh, you know, greatest uh, greatest Christmas movie of all time, The Christmas Story. And that scene and putting away his uh burying his leg lamp in the backyard. It's awesome. <laughs> Careful, you shoot your eye out. <laughs> I love that. I've been I've been actually showing my students that movie for the last four years, every year. For like a Christmas party the day before Christmas, we just play the movie. Nice. <laughs> so like, and actually a bunch of them have only seen the first half or whatever, the first like 50 minutes, because that's how long our classes are. Mm, uh, so they're like, curious. what happens at the end? What is the reception like? Like, um, I would imagine a majority of your students had never seen it before, right? So, right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because half of them have never seen it before, and the other half are like, oh, yeah, this is the movie that's on every year. And I've seen it every, you know, 20 times each year. (laughs) Right. So I guess it's like whoever, whatever uh, parents or whatever have, have it or what TV, you know, channels they're rolling during christmas time but but yeah they they a lot of them have seen it a lot of them haven't but now they've all seen it a couple of times my seniors this year are like are we watching christmas story again i'm like hell yeah we're watching christmas story again <laughs> <laughs> first half all the way so they don't really know about the leg lamp no no well you get i think you get straight up to around that point the leg oh wow point. And I bet you there's like an epiphany when they see the leg lamp because they've um, probably seen one in right. real life somewhere. And they're exactly. like, what is that? And they always <laughs> and that always appears right around Christmas in right. some weird window. That weird neighbor <laughs> has it like lit up in their front, you know, opening of their house. And, yeah. and they're like, wow, that that guy must be really weird. And then they're like, oh, and they're putting two and two together. They're like, it's from the movie and everything. Major award. <laughs> It's a major award. <laughs> and that's popular culture, that leg lamp, man. Everyone, that's everywhere. So fragile. I love it. it <laughs> I think it says fragile. Oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> um I was one. gonna ask this and I discussed it last week, or actually we discussed it, was it Thanksgiving? We accidentally stumbled on favorite Christmas movies. Yeah, I was like, What are you doing? <laughs> it's too early. <laughs> so since we uh Dustin and I won't be back at our normal podcast over Christmas, we'll be on a break. We want to do some Christmas themed stuff for this one for both of them. Um Brian and Brian, favorite Christmas movie. Will Ferrell and the L for sure. Yeah, uh, uh, me Brian hey, took the words right out of my mouth, man. Yeah, every year we you have to watch Elf. Oh, it's so with good. Will it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just a. Cla- I mean, it's not necessarily a classic, but I mean, it's just hilarious. Oh, uh, it's a classic. Yeah. Come it's on, a classic man. now. It's, yeah, it is modern, now. modern classic. It's I was gonna say, I feel like yeah. it's just a little bit too soon to call it a classic. It's it's still yeah. a little bit too fresh. Yeah, it's got the HD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like you're the, you're the young guy saying that too so i mean the rest of us i guess it has to be a classic right <laughs> <laughs> i mean yippee ki yay die hard baby you gotta yeah. go with die, die hard, hard. As a, if you don't think die hard is a christmas movie you can't be my friend i'm sorry you just can't <laughs> can i take it one that's step it. further I've sure. never watched Die Hard. No. Any? Oh, uh-oh. I'm sorry. No. All right, guys, this was fun. I'm going to go ahead and yeah. uh, lock myself out now. Brian Cohn signing off for the last time on the Workforce Podcast. You're fucked. Like it or not. <laughs>
yeah i i never i actually never thought of it as a christmas movie until more recently like within the last 10 years and i started people seeing people refer to it as a christmas movie right. and i'm like oh yeah i guess that is kind of a christmas time movie it is i think christmas. there's yeah and there's i feel like there's a few other movies like that that are that are set around christmas time although that's not the theme or the main idea but yeah, I do. I do see that pop up every year. People are like, "All right, here we go. It's Christmas time now." Watching Die Hard. That's it. That's <laughs> it. I saw a meme or something. It's like if you want to see Alan Rickman chase someone around a tower, just watch. I guess Harry Potter's a Christmas movie too. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He is in that, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace. Oh, Alan Rickman. Oh, oh man. What oh, about yeah. you guys? What what what's uh what's a favorite Christmas movie for you, uh, Devin? Uh, I, I love a Christmas story. Um, I love Elf. I remember seeing it. I guess it came yeah, out so good. What, like 2004 or three? I think I went and saw it with my buddies in high school. I remember that. I think it was high school <laughs> or middle school. But um, yeah, love Elf, a Christmas story. It's a wonderful life. And uh, we watch White Christmas every year, too. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are classics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, mine, mine's definitely, and has always been a Christmas story. There's just something so fun about that. And I, I think the, um, the, the, the fact that it's reminiscent back to like wonder years with the, the child, the narrator of the man's voice, like that has always something about that. I always loved the, the show, the wonder years for it. And I've always loved a Christmas story for it. Just, it's so good. Also like, what's another one though? Sandlot. He does the same thing in Sandlot because it's like him as an adult narrating his life. Like yeah. something about that has always been really interesting to me. And I love hearing that inner dialogue of a of a child with a man's voice. It's just something really <laughs> funny about that. And just like so good. I love that movie. It's so good. Every time. All great choices. Yeah. And uh, I think also, like you said, Devin, it's wonderful. Life is such a good one. It's that's like the most heartwarming movie of all time. Yeah, you can't beat it. So, right. I don't like to feel things, so I don't watch that movie because <laughs> um, it brings up some very non manly things in me, and I just can't do that. So, sorry, get get back in there, tear. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> you fell in a frozen pond once, and now whenever you watch it, you get triggered. <laughs> I'm a very sensitive person, you know. Oh, well, what's been going on, Brian and Brian and Devin? What have you guys been up to in the last week? Well, uh, I guess I'll start. Uh, we are we are uh, still moving into the new space, uh, sort of setting things up in my new workshop and studio, and um, I am gearing up to start filming my first YouTube video yes. in that space awesome. uh, tomorrow, actually. Yeah. So um, we, you know, building the mezzanine was really key, a key component of that uh, because I needed to be able to lift and move things up out of the way so I had room to actually work. And, uh, and then during this process, um, we're quietly, and we've already done this. We've, we've quietly released, um, revision two of the plan set for the revolution grinder. And that is, you know, uh, there's some small minor changes and that, and then also some of the bigger changes are now reflected in the plan set that, so it all kind of ties it together. 
And as a result, I dropped the price of those plans so that people can get them pretty cheap now. So it's like, well, we're trying to kind of finish the year strong. Yeah. Um, when, when we're looking at sales and things like that, you know, we're trying to hit some goals and I realized like, I need to just take some time and do this final rev or this second revision of these plans because a project like this, it's always evolving, right? You know, like you're, every time I build one, I go, ah, you know, I might do that a little differently this time. And when I do that, I make an annotation and then it goes into the plans and, um, because it's, you know, maybe it makes it a little bit easier to fabricate or it makes the machine more um, functional, you know, things like that. So uh, we're doing that. We've released that. And then um, this next video will be all about those new revisions to just kind of discuss what's been going on with the machine. And then um, right after that, there'll be a, a there'll be a video, a tour of the new space. And then yeah. you'll be able to kind of see what, what I've got going on there and uh, it's not really fully done yet. You know, the, the, the shop itself is just a ever changing, you know, fluid thing. So, you know, it's a, it's a process, but I think my biggest fear about getting back and doing YouTube after I've been kind of out for a couple months is that people are going to go, wait, what the hell? Like, this is a completely different space. Cause you know, a lot <laughs> of people on my YouTube channel don't follow me in any other social media so they don't know yeah, right you know they they tend to separate themselves and only watch youtube i'm sure you guys know what that's like it's yeah it's very segmented right and yeah. if they're not seeing me on instagram or facebook they don't know that i even moved you know they have right. no idea um so it'll be interesting to kind of see what people say and then you know yeah, and then i'm going to say like hey this is a tour we're going to do a tour after this so it'll be good and that's why I think it's a really strong move to start off with a shop tour and talking about that process of moving. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I think you're right. And and because people have a tendency to want to follow your moves and, and because they're a part of my my success, you know, YouTube, the audience is prim my primary social media and uh, I, you know, that's a huge part of the reason why I'm actually doing what I'm doing is because of YouTube. So, and the, the people that watch YouTube and, and watch my videos there. So yeah, it's going to be right. great. It's going to be a great, um, end of the year and into January. I'm just totally stoked about what's going on. So, you and know. honestly, I feel like, you know, every, every two months or so, you could probably do another shop tour and your shop will be significantly yeah. different because <laughs> yep. getting probably into a new right. space, yeah. I mean, obviously everything moves about 50 times before you're comfortable. Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. I was actually thinking a similar thing. Like, have you, I know you have obviously tons of footage on Instagram uh, stories and things of your, you know, the mezzanine building and whatnot. Have you been documenting any of that to put together like a video of any of that process you know my camera my my decent camera my canon never left the can the camera bag and yeah. um mm -hmm. and it was because i was so focused on getting set up that yeah. um, the only way i could document it was just with my phone and gotcha. um so i do have that footage and it's all 4k so i could definitely convert it and move it to youtube Probably yeah. what, so here's my goal. So from a social media standpoint, I'm really trying to drive people to my Instagram right. because you can keep up with me there on the regular and you can watch what I'm doing on the regular. YouTube is still going to be those format videos, very long form, you know, things that are a little bit more professionally done. Um, and, you know, it's what's funny is that people will find my podcast 
from a, through another source somewhere. And they're like, man, you're so different on your podcast. You're so not <laughs> scripted and whatever else. And it's like, yeah, you know, I have to be kind of professional on YouTube because it's really how I make my living now. And right. I, and, but I always tell people on my YouTube channel, like go check out my podcast and I think you'll really enjoy it. The right people enjoy it anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's interesting that from a, from the standpoint of the segmentation, I really find that fascinating when uh, people even say to me, like, thank you for responding to that. Like, I really appreciate you, you know, respond. It's like, it's like, I will respond to everything. Just send it to me. You know, I'm right. not that type of person that will just glaze over it, you know, yeah. and just not respond because just because you don't follow me on Instagram or whatever. You know? Right. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Instagram is such a small part of our, our overall channel, you know, like, I mean, subscribers compared to followers on Instagram, it's small, you know, I mean, I think it'll, I don't, I don't foresee it ever changing drastically because of the fact that we started, you know, started pushing YouTube first and then, did more on Instagram, which I think is what you did as well. You know, like you had YouTube channel, yes. you had the following, and then and then your Instagram was there to help build the background and the community. And then the podcast is the same thing. It's like an even deeper look. It's even even more personal look into, you know, what's happening behind the scenes. So, yeah, I, think I was. I think they're all they all add up to like sending people to Instagram and sending people back to YouTube and just a, a cycle of of that movement and building that community. It is it is very cool to see, and I always. Here's here's how I saw it was um, until you're inside of it you don't really fully know like this mm -hmm. is what is how it's gonna happen but um, when I would hear uh, like say uh, April Wilkerson talk about it you know because she was pretty open about her rise up in social media yeah um, and I kept thinking to myself like wow that must be really surreal you know to have that kind of and she, I mean, she's huge now and then you yeah. know of course now we see her on the history channel and everything else and <laughs> with uh tim the tool man and all of that yeah, and right. it's, it blows my damn mind man like yep. i think about the crossover that this took and, yeah. there, and but in but if you really think about it from an entertainment standpoint and Devin, i think you'll really agree with this is that it's not any different and in fact i think that youtube is a like a great resume to get somebody on actual television, right? Because mm -hmm. if they can yep. do it on YouTube and the market decides that they like that person, mm -hmm. then the segue, the movement over to mainstream media. Um, and some would argue that YouTube is now really the mainstream media. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I would, I, I fully believe that in a, in a way, I think there's a lot we have, yet to fully realize what's the power of youtube is and, and honestly speaking like, of which being real quick oh sorry go ahead real quick i i dove into the art of craftsmanship channel today to, to check <laughs> on your numbers and the last time i spoke with you you were just crossing over a hundred thousand and this is what i love about this 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 work is that i'll get to check in on the people that i love and follow and now you're just surpassing 137,000 mm -hmm. in just a yep. small, small window of time. Last time we spoke was probably, you know, like six months ago or something. That's huge. I mean, what does that feel like? I mean, it's, it just must feel so good. Like you're the validation is there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely, you know, it's, I think it's all, uh, 
it's all relative to yeah. you know where you are in the ride you know it's like when you're when you're at you know 2000 5000 seems like a lot when you're at 20000 you know you're sure. aiming yeah. for that 25 when you're at 50 you know you're aiming for the 100 and then you know with us especially in the last i would say 5 or 6 months we've really slowed down making videos just because life has happened and we're you know devin's got a baby girl and just things and it just we don't have enough time to do as much as we'd like to do and so the climb has slowed down some and so we see that like i see that in the last you know looking at our analytics i see that the growth has slowed down not it makes sense right you you stop making videos and the growth slows down you know um but but then again it's like relative so people that are seeing us from who are following behind us see that this the growth is there and it is there we know we're still getting you know thousands of new subscribers every month but I guess it's all relative. I guess it just depends on what you're looking for and what your goal is. You know, it's like if, if we absolutely knew that we had to make um, YouTube work at this point for our livelihood, then we would do it. You know, we'd have to do it and we'd make it work, but maybe we're comfortable because we both have full-time jobs and we can like, we can stop doing it if we need to a little bit here and there. And maybe, (laughs) maybe eventually, maybe we need to push it further. (laughs) <laughs> and so we're not comfortable i don't know i don't know but what the i don't know what the goal is i guess but uh. here's, right the, the perspective is funny because brian sees it as last time he saw us we were at this number and now we're at a, a much bigger number our perspective is it's slowed down but if you haven't seen it for six <laughs> months it does look big and it is big we i i, I see that and it's the same way when i look at your stuff brian i'll go from you're in your old shop to all of a sudden you have another grinder out and then I see pictures of a van packed full of grinders <laughs> and then I see a new version coming out and it just seems like such seems a so quick fast, growth, yeah. such a fast. And you're like, no, we've been, we've been hustling the whole time, but it's like, wow, just out of nowhere, you've got this whole nother grinder and you're, you're doing great. And yeah, uh, but, but you're, 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 uh, but your company has grown really quick. And it's, it's awesome to see. And it's and it's you're right. It absolutely has. And if you start, if you go back looking at like two and a half years ago when we started the project, and then to now, it, I yep. I do this every day. Like where I, I I take a look around and I go, I have a David Byrne moment of talking heads, <laughs> and I go, How did I get here? You know, and, uh, <laughs> and this beautiful place. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> and this beautiful life. Yeah. yeah. And so I feel blessed every day to do the work that I love to do. And, and I know that at some point it could be finite. Right. So I, I just soak it up every single day and I work really hard and the people that are around me see that and, and are supporting me in that yeah. they're, they're yeah. all kind of like rallying, you know, um, in, in the, on the sidelines and through social media, they're rallying. And, um, and that is a big part of the rise up. And yeah. the followership is one thing. And, you know, my followership is, you know, still under 50,000 on YouTube, but still that's a huge amount of people. I, I feel mm-hmm. like it's just amazing. And then I've got this core group on Facebook and a core group on Instagram where yeah. that is driving and pushing and making it just kind of, you know, all the, all the, like almost paving the way for other projects and other things. And then, opening doors that I didn't even know existed. So, and then of course it got, I got, I got a chance to meet guys like Brian Cohn. Yeah. Who, hey, hey, that's, me. Know, <laughs> that's Brian. Yeah. And, 
and I get a, <laughs> so Brian has become a close friend of mine and, yeah. and, and, uh, and in a very unlikely type of, of relationship where, uh, a person like Brian sort of just reaches out. We start talking through social media, find commonality. There's generations between us, you know, decades mm-hmm. almost. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we can come together every week and do a podcast together. And it's the perfect mix of old guy or older guy who is kind of somewhere in his career, you know, pushing forward, hustling every day. And then the younger guy who is just getting started. And yeah. but has the exact same fire and, yeah, and passion mm-hmm. about what he's at. Brian. I cut you off earlier. What were you gonna say, man? I'm sorry. Oh, shit, man. I forgot. I, it wasn't important. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably just some dumb quip about something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, hey, well, that's, right. that's the other thing. Like with Brian Cohn, you know, I mean, I first heard Brian on your podcast because you would talk about him putting like putting comments on you know and sure. it was like oh brian cone says this and i was like oh, okay brian cone then i looked up brian cone checked him out on instagram i was like oh cool b cone that's cool i like the knives blah, blah blah and then watching that progression the same thing like him you know joining in the work for or work for a podcast and then joining in for the uh the buoy knife build and getting more subscribers and getting more viewers and and then oh, becoming man. now like a household name you know it's it's so cool i, <laughs> I think don't know all of this household name but we're working for it. <laughs> i don't know like you know when <laughs> when houses. uh when Jeff Fader's shouting you out on uh, on Knife Talk because you're storytelling, yeah, that's pretty good. People okay. know who you are. All right, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> my shout out on uh, Knife Talk podcast is that I did uh, I didn't clamp down my blade when I drilled through the holes. That's what I that's what I got. <laughs> and that that comment was uh, was on our Knife Talk Build Along Build Along series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is when I, which is when I met you, Brian House, because because right, <laughs> right. you were like you reached out to us see if you could use the the the, uh, the pattern for our knife that we were following along with and you were following along and and yeah I, I, it was funny they shouted me out I was like oh nice they're doing a knife. like they're like he's doing a knife talk build along build along and Jeff Fader's like I don't know, he didn't clamp his knife down <laughs> I was like all right all right that's all I got that's all I got was he didn't clamp this, his knife down this podcast is stupid anyway I didn't want to watch it <laughs> he got spanked that's funny oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like hey I was using a board with a screw in it it keeps it from helicoptering I know what I'm doing <laughs> and then, board and, with a screw <laughs> and then we met him at a, at a maker, maker camp, camp and he didn't yeah. want our stickers so you know that's how <laughs> oh oh the reject I'll tell you what what i find very somebody had mentioned that too about jeff like kind of just turning things down and when mm-hmm. i was on the full blast podcast with him and i've done that a couple of times mm-hmm. um i would i asked him for his logo so that i could make some some promotional material and as i you know i asked him for his logo and he's like look don't send me anything I don't want anything. He like turned into Tony Stark. He's like, don't hand me anything. I, I don't want any deal. And that's his stick, right? I think, I mean, it's not stick. Yeah, I think yeah, it's a reality. Yeah. Like he just doesn't want anything. And I <laughs> totally appreciate that by the way. And it's a, it delivered in that, you know, New York, you know, kind of yeah. like, you know, get yeah. the hell away from me style. Well, that's, that's a, really yeah. Like, when when we met him or like i i saw him he came over he was like hey man what's going on you having a good time like he recognized me through like you know our channel whatnot and we we like kind of talked talked briefly and then when devin and i 
talk to him later. I saw him. I was like, hey, hey, Jeff, this is my brother, Devin. And he was like, cool. I was like, hey, I have a sticker for you. And he was like, I don't want a fucking sticker. And, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, here. He was like, he's like, I don't like stickers. I was like, you'll like this when I show it to him. He was like, oh, that's, pretty, that's a pretty cool sticker. That was the. Uh, <laughs> you sell it to him. You're like, Look, yeah. this is a great sticker. You're really going to want it. <laughs> yeah. Make a switch, man. Come on. Should have. That is yeah, a great sticker. You should have. You should have turned. You should turn it on and be like, I'm not giving you something. You have to buy this if you want it. <laughs> what do you think this is? <laughs> Three dollar sticker. Come on. Yeah. So I, I yeah. saw that you guys just released a video uh about the maker camp. And did. Yep. I I am interested because I couldn't make it this year, but uh tell me a little bit, like give me the highs and the lows. Like what were the ups and the downs? Hmm. Um the uh I think just the like working together and always people being around and working and the, the uh, ability to jump in and do things all the time. Like there were so many things that you could do that people could just walk up and do. And there were obviously presenters and people doing things and she wouldn't like jump up and on their station when they were presenting, but there was just so much like open grinders and open, you know, coal forges. And we were, we did the whole timber frame thing. That was a huge high because that was like 20 people all coming together and building a timber frame structure in one day. Um, it prepped all the, all the, the uh, timbers and stuff over the summer, but so it was ready to go. But that was definitely, I think just that like openness and availability to just take part and be a part of it. And you're not just a spectator. I think that's what, what made it really special. And I don't know, Dev, what do you think about any lows, Dev? <laughs> I'll say the, the, well, it was, ex- okay. So it's exciting to get there, but we had the high school feeling of not knowing people <laughs> and trying to find a table to sit at basically. Right. <laughs> and that was really evident in that one selfie that you guys took, because it was like you and dust and sit at this table and you're like, Oh, we're at maker camp. I'm like, where is everybody? You're like, yeah. by yourself. What are you doing? Dive in. The funny thing was, chops. the funny thing was that was the, that was Friday night. And yeah. it was true. And at the time, I think we had gotten food and came back to the main area, not realizing that everyone had gone to dinner at the main oh, food cafeteria. Yeah. yeah. So literally there was no one there. So I think we were sitting around waiting, probably slightly drunk, but just <laughs> him and I sitting there talking. And I think we we're just like, hey, snap a picture. So yes, you're right. But we definitely dove in full, full yeah. Friday, Saturday <laughs> and Sunday night. It was a, a great time. Oh yeah. It was so much fun. Yeah. I think that's, you know, I don't know. I feel like there there's, there wasn't really like that clicky feel. I mean, there was a few groups of people who, who were like friends and you knew they were together, but otherwise like there was so much just open like fire pits and people hanging out and the, and the blacksmithing tent was always like, open and then there was the bars like right in the main pavilion area and then there was like the photo booth and it was just a lot of uh things going on at the time that brought people together in like big areas so that's i think it was just it it wanted to be a communal thing and it really did feel that way it was cool super fun maker camp oh sorry go Go ahead ahead, brian oh go ahead brian go ahead maker camp is always something that i've or i guess just listening to your podcast and hearing all about maker camp um that's definitely something i want to go to but there's also Mm -hmm. blade show where i want to go and meet all of the knife makers that i've met online so i'm kind of here kind of you know going back and forth because i imagine i can probably only go to one or the other knowing my you know 
financial being able to only splurge mm-hmm. on one big trip. So right. I guess, uh, have, have you, Dustin Devin, have you guys been to Blade Show or has that not been? No. no. Okay. I was going to ask you which one, which one would you prefer, <laughs> but you know. No. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I, I haven't been to Blade, so I can't speak through like my personal experience, but um, I think the comparison between the two is the way Jimmy Duress explains it is like Maker Camp is like the Woodstock of Maker events, and and other events are more organized and more like this is what you do and this is the times that you do it and there's like a line there and people are behind the line and presenters are in front. Oh, gotcha, and gotcha. not that I feel that way necessarily about Blade Show, but I just know that way about Maker Camp. The Maker Camp is very inclusive. It makes you feel like you're part of the group, and. Um, no, I think I don't know. I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to go to Blade Show, but I, um, I feel like I'm more of the maker community than I am more than I am part of the blade, the you, uh, knife making you. community. So, although I'm a knife maker, and sure. people know me as a knife maker because I do that on YouTube, and that's what my biggest videos are on knife making. Um, I I feel like I'm more part of the maker community. So that's why that's why I was really into going to Maker Camp, and it's smaller, it's more intimate. That's why I was like, and we can it. we can drive to one and not the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we could drive to Georgia too. Yeah. Oh, it's in Georgia. I thought it was uh, West. In there, two of them, one in West. There Coast. is, yeah, Blade Show West. Uh, okay, yeah. all right, fair enough. The the big one is in Georgia, and yeah. I will say that I think from going to Blade that yeah, Dustin, I think. The art of craftsmanship as a organization, you know, the maker camp just suits you yeah. guys better anyway. Right. Blade is is interesting from an entrepreneurial standpoint, I think, right. because for me, I'm you know, I'm standing in a room where I know there's a ton of commerce taking place. Right. And it's all revolving around one sort of hobby, you know, or one sort of, you know, niche. And that fascinated me. And that's what I think I really liked about it. Now, on the converse, I think I would I would like both. I would love to go to Maker Camp as well, just to connect with the freaks, uh, the guys who are doing all <laughs> yeah. the work, you know, and yeah. all of that. Um, and yeah, man. but I can't I cannot separate myself from the from the business person that I am. Right. So I really love the I love the idea of just like walking into a room where I just see so much so many things happening around and basically one of the things I've always wanted to like dive deep into and talk um I probably would love to have this conversation with Jimmy because and do it on a podcast at some point is uh the maker economy and you know I'll see if we yep. can get Jocko involved as well because yeah he you know both of those guys are really like the back end of the maker economy they don't really know it or maybe they know it but maybe they didn't intend for that to happen but you know they're by making these videos and popularizing making um you know they've created an enormous economy by doing so and that fascinates me i'd love to have a conversation about that at some point yeah yeah definitely brian what do you uh Brian Cohn, what do you, what, which one are you leaning toward? I mean, I think you as, as a knife maker, that's your main focus. It would make sense that you'd want to go to Blade. I want to go to Blade. I'm not, don't say I don't want to go to Blade. I definitely want to go to Blade. I've been thinking about it for years, but. See, there are just so many people that I know that like, I guess I don't know technically personally, but I've 
interacted with so much online through this podcast, mm-hmm. through Instagram, through YouTube, through all of those different avenues where I just want to go and meet them face to face just so that, you know, we can shake hands, yep. you know, you know, clink glasses, have fun, do our whole thing. And I feel like I would know and appreciate the the personal connections at Blade Show more than at Maker Camp, just because I'm not right. as connected to, you know, the, all of making. I'm just kind of in my, you know, you know, knife making niche at this point. But right. one thing that I was talking to Brian earlier about, and maybe I can pitch you guys on, is one of the things that I am going to focus on more with my YouTube channel this upcoming year is doing more collaborations. So while I've got you guys in a captive audience, here comes the pitch. <laughs> there we go. Let's try to get a three-way, three-channel collaboration going on. Whether it's a knife-making thing or it's a whatever the hell it's going to be, I think can we, we can. Oh, can we ahead. just can we just do the uh, Jeff New York? No, no time. <laughs> I don't want that stink. I don't do collaborations. Don't collaborations. Don't give me anything. Don't collab with me. Don't do nothing. Don't like hand that. me a damn sticker. I don't want to see stickers or collab. <laughs> no, no, that. Yeah, no, no, we don't do that. <laughs> we, yes, no, we, awesome. yeah, yeah. We thought about we. We've been talking about that too. Like, hey, we can do more collabs with everybody, and you know, we love that stuff. Yeah. Well, it yeah. makes for really great, easy content, right? Yes, and, and it also helps us share. I get an enormous amount of subscribers from the art of craftsmanship. Um, and I think it's because as far removed as we are in style, we're very connected with the same type of energy, I think. You know, um, when you yeah. watch uh, either of our channels, you kind of get that sense of, and Brian's channel too, uh, Econ yeah. Knives. I, you know, you get that kind of like that we're just do regular dudes doing something and it's yeah. easy to watch type stuff. Yep. And I get these. In fact, I got a text message from somebody yesterday said, hey, I, I just found your channel through the art of craftsmanship. I'd love to discuss grinders with you at some point. Oh, and man. it's, I mean, it's it is so powerful. It's so cool to connect with these people and then to find out where they came from you know where where yeah. was that acquisition where did you find me and yeah it's commonality you know it's yeah hey we're all in the kind of the same bucket yeah yeah i, I love that whenever i when, whenever i get like a new person someone who's commenting they're like oh i just found your channel i'm like it, it boggles my mind obviously there are billions of people in the world who haven't found my channel yet but like when someone like just found my channel and they comment on like an older video, like, oh, that's so cool. Like, I love it. I've got a new person, you know, like someone's here and they, or they'll be like, I just found your channel and I watched like six videos in a row. It's super cool. Like, that's always fun to hear when you get like a new person, they let you know, you know? Yeah, it really is. And, and you yeah. can kind of tell their level of engagement too, because they'll start following you on Instagram. They'll start mm-hmm. following you on Facebook and then they're commenting on older videos. Yeah. And, and I actually had somebody write me a really long, well thought out email um, about, um, you know, they want to start their own YouTube channel and they just wanted to touch base with me and talk to me. And they, they really broke it down. Like even to the point where they broke down their different segments with bullet points, like in the email, right. It was like a presentation, wow. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I haven't responded to the email yet because I have, I really want to take some time to respond to this person and uh, give them my two cents on it. But I think what though, I call this the wide net, right. You know, <laughs> when you yep. start, 
when if you look at the my very first video on my youtube channel it's me throwing a net which is very very ironic i think <laughs> what a metaphor <laughs> what a metaphor it's just right yeah this is a, a fantastic analogy for what we're doing and you know it, i never realized that there were so many people that would find the same thing that i find interesting and i talked yeah. about this on my solo show where um and numerous people reached out to me to say the same thing where it was like the reason why i love making things and then connecting with people on social media is because we're alone together mm-hmm. you know we're doing work we're alone but we're together we're kind of, you know we can kind of turn it on and off and connect in a in a way that is meaningful to us but isn't like to the point where you feel trapped in a conversation mm-hmm. kind of thing and that is something i think what's neat about blade show for instance is you get to go into a room and 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 i'm not kidding you there, there was people that i just kept seeing like oh i know that guy like i know him from instagram I know <laughs> right. and they would know me like they would walk right up to me brian house oh my god hey how you doing and and we and, and we would bs and uh dennis terrell of terrell yeah. knife works i mean i stood yeah. there and talked to him for two hours i could have talked to him for three days <laughs> yeah great guys nice. Yeah, so, yeah, right on. And I think that same thing would happen at Maker Camp because yeah, you know, a lot of those guys that I follow and have been following for years, uh, and I listen to them and watch their rise up in social media, and it would be just a fantastic time to go and make stuff with them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's just that's I think that's the part of it is there's there is a lot of time to just kind of hang out and talk with people, and I think that you know with with maker camp there are there are a bunch of presenters and things happening at certain times but it's like you know an hour here an hour here things like that so they don't it's not like they have a booth that they have to stay out for three days straight to make sure they're selling their things you know they're just there to just do some stuff and then hang out with the rest of the people so like i was working with you know Devin at one point was taking a class on blacksmithing with like three other people and he was learning from brett mccaffey if you know brett brett is from uh skull and spade 13 he was jimmy duress's um assistant for a long time and uh and i was just talking with brett and like brett knows me because we chatted through instagram about the the uh, when i was restoring the leg vice he was helping me out a bunch and uh brett you know just kind of chatting like he's working he's teaching but he's also hanging out i'm hanging out kind of behind the scenes and we're all just there like it's very relaxed it was very fun that way and i feel like you know i feel like it could be that same way i just don't know for sure you know i haven't been there but actually what i was i wanted to ask you real quick um house what was your experience with the like the pit the evening stuff did you have did you do that yeah uh we did briefly uh that is it's a party you know, I mean, mm-hmm. that's essentially what it is. You you show up and you're you're standing in a room with a lot of inebriated people <laughs> holding knives, right? So, uh, if you can imagine, like, uh, you know, um, you know, you got Steve Schwarzer and yeah. Will Stelter and these guys, and they're all kind of we're, they're telling stories and and, and jib jabbing yeah. and talking and and it's loud and and a great time it's yeah, it's, it's it was really really cool yeah. yeah me being uh you know uh not a night person really so i was like <laughs> you know we'll go there for a little bit we'll hang out and then we we'll kind of jet off to our room and just you know quiet down the night and stuff like that so we i didn't stay real late but there there were times where i would like like uh 
two in the morning, I'd wake up and check my phone and see posts from people that were still down there, you know, like <laughs> yeah, hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like, like people text me going, where are you, man? Where'd you go? Yeah, uh, you yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't want to get shanked. So I left. <laughs> yeah, <thanks> very much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was up at least till two or three every night at maker camp that was the thing it was like things just kept happening and people were right. still hanging out but it was less there's like things a... to do also yeah. a lot of people yeah, were around right. the coal forges so people were constantly making stuff and a bunch of the guys who were doing demonstrations in the day formally yes yeah. continuing to work yeah think... dave franz man dave franz was like there all night long every night just forging away it's crazy right. and the poor campers <laughs> in the <laughs> in the resort they're like I, I remember hearing someone talking about the next night like we can't be up till three like hammering like we had so many uh, uh what kind of giant what were they iron city for what were they dust uh, uh coal iron works coal iron works and we had so many anvils like the noise <laughs> at 3 a.m like what is someone banging on anvil yeah there's like actually like 20 people banging on anvil. <laughs> yeah <laughs> It was good time. But real yeah. quick, to maybe I don't know, to finish this up or, or the, the verses is I think Maker Camp could use a little bit more commerce mm-hmm. because no one is selling anything really. I mean, right. there, there, there's some presenters that will have a few things. Yeah. But right. there is nothing other than a few flea market style guys. Really yeah, cool. old tools and stuff because we yeah. all bought a bunch of old tools and things for reasonable yeah. <laughs> prices like axe heads for five bucks and this and that and little little bits and bobs and mm-hmm. and uh but there could be room for like guys selling knives and, and guys doing this and that there could be a lot that whole middle of the field was totally open and all we kept yeah. talking about was like i wish there was like 20 tables here in the field yeah, because we all, or at least I know Dust and I, we have put that a stack of cash in our pocket just in case. Yep. Like I, we're ready yeah. to spend some money. So I think they they really should go after a little bit more of that. Yeah, there was a uh, there was a booth uh, selling leather, like tons of leather. There was a mm-hmm. couple that was selling leather, and then there were two different guys selling like old antique tools. And I think they all wrapped up. Like I think they made tons of money that weekend because that was the only people there to buy stuff, you know, like then, yeah, there could be like a whole section that was just like a flea market section. That could be pretty cool. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I think that um, when I listen to Jimmy talk about it, it's in classic Duresta style. It's a little bit like uh, organized chaos. And I think that that's, you know, where he excels. And so the planning or the pre-planning portion of it, like someone would have to take over and say like, right. Hey, I'm just going to reach out to vendors and see if we can get people to like, you know, that's the one thing about Blake is that you show up with a pocket full of cash and it is yeah. gone by, it's usually <laughs> gone by Saturday because you're buying handle material and steel yeah. and everything yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one more thing about maker camp, if you haven't already listened to, um, uh, the Working Hands podcast. I, yeah. I, I mentioned these guys a few times. They were actually there at Maker yep. Camp, and there's a great story about how one of them got stuck with some uh, items that were made and <laughs> had to ship them out at to, because they were there was like a raffle or a giveaway. Or yeah, something. Maker Swap. The Maker, Maker Swap. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, and I won't ruin the story because the story is very entertaining <laughs> and very funny. So uh, go listen to the Working Hands podcast and listen to oh, those guys yeah. chat it up. It, do, that podcast do, is so easy to listen to. Yeah. Do you know when that episode was? Was it a while back or a couple the, episodes? No, back no. Uh, I think it was just a couple one? episodes or maybe even the last episode. That's back. that's okay. the story we discussed, right? Not on the thing, but in in personally, didn't we? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because we were talking to those guys, the Working Hands podcast guys, and they they actually knew of our channel and had seen seen me working on my uh, Maker Swap uh, marking knife, which uh, which turned out really good, and I was really happy with that. And I was I was there when the guy got it, who came up to it. But yeah, they were talking about it, it was like there was like Hammer by John Ariani, and there were a yes. bunch of other stuff that was there, like you know, really cool stuff that uh, that was still on the table that the people who should have gotten it didn't hear their number called or weren't there when their number was called or not but um <laughs> think, there was, there's, think, some, there's some funny stuff in that i in think that it stuff. ended with him saying next year i'm not shipping anything out ever again so <laughs> never ask me to do that i won't do it and it was a he pulled a whole jeff fader like you know what F this i'm never doing this again so go listen to that it was really good um all That's right awesome. so hey Switching gears real quick. I heard Devin has some Christmas trivia. Is this true, Devin? What what is this? I do. I uh, I was thinking about it. We do trivia every once in a while on the podcast, just to you know, fill time and make each other look stupid. Um, <laughs> well, I've got but, that unlocked. <laughs> I need zero help with that. Especially when uh, when it's all four of us, the brothers, they got to do it then. Then oh, those shows are my favorite, by the way. Oh, yeah, they're absolutely. so much fun to do. Oh my gosh! Um, so I got actually my wife was nice enough to search up some Christmas trivia so we can all play. Oh, nice. Now I will reveal it to myself one one question at a time. I have a a very thick piece of paper, and then I have the questions behind it. So I'll slowly slide it up. Okay. So uh, we were thinking that there's 20 questions here. We can each get five. We'll go one at a time. Or not one at a time. We'll, what do you one think? One person at a time. Yeah. Like each question, each person will get a question, and we'll go all the way around like five times around. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You, got, you guys down for that? Sure. I'm down. Let's do it. Um, and Dust or someone, can you keep score? I will keep score. Okay. We will start with, at the top of the thing, we'll just go Brian House right off the bat. First Christmas question. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer started off as a marketing gimmick for what store? 
Oh, man. It's pretty good you're asking the old guy. He should know this. Right. Yeah, you were there. <laughs> it's got to be something old, right? Yeah, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I, knew, I knew John Kmart. <laughs> so all right so it's <laughs> um that's a tip uh, it's not kmart <laughs> yeah all right so it's got to be i'm gonna say fao schwartz new york city that's a pretty good guess that is a good guess no it's montgomery ward oh montgomery oh, ward okay. man yeah, I, yeah that, that, no, those yeah. are tough and see now i don't know how tough they are in what order. So I apologize if some people get hit with some big ones. I they wouldn't have got that either. I was going to say, based off of that, I'm going to do terribly. <laughs> yeah, right. me too. In 1700, a German nice. name for Santa Claus. No. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, we'll do Einkone next. Sure. So big goose egg right off the bat. But here we go. <laughs> What's the best-selling Christmas song ever? Mm. And now, for some of these, I don't know if you want. If I think they're too hard, maybe you can ask for a tip, and I'll give you a, a general one. I probably could have given you one, Brian, on that. But now, I imagine—is it that Mariah Carey "All I Want for Christmas Is You"? <laughs> I hope not. Jeez, <laughs> it's the most annoying. Well, so I can imagine. So it is probably best-selling. Uh, is that your final answer? Sure. No, it's White Christmas by Bing Crosby. Uh, Whoa. But that's a, that was a great answer. I'm that is a good answer. Half a point for that. but <laughs> No, I'm, no. I'm not taking no half point. Come on. I'm no half wrong. points. <laughs> I can get them for real. <laughs> All right, Dust, we'll do you. Right. Question three. Oh, man. Well, okay. Here we go. <laughs> okay. In the song, Frosty the Snowman, what made Frosty come to life? As uh, he lobbed, as he lobbed <laughs> this easy question wow. right at Dustin, his brother. <laughs> I was going to say the favoritism. Come yeah. on, guys. <laughs> uh, what so color put the, is uh, <laughs> Rudolph's nose? What, what, what is baby your favorite was color? born on Christmas Day? <laughs> uh uh, it's when his when the hat was put on his head. Now, since it's, e it's an easy one, can you be more specific? Um, when be more specific? Let's what, see. What kind? What, I'll give you the oh, uh, um, at the top hat. Any any more? Any more uh, Black top hat. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. He had a scarf and a top hat and a. Wasn't it made out of felt or something? It was like felt, black felt top hat, a wind on his head. It is an old silk hat. Old oh, silk hat. Silk. silk. So I guess we'll right. give it to you, Dust. You got hat. He got right. it. Yeah, he that was an easy one. Bro. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Your five bucks is coming to you later, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, four. I'll read this one for myself, and I promise I won't cheat. <laughs> What Christmas beverage is also known as milk punch? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Okay. My wife did read this one to me, and I answered. And I don't know if she gave me an answer or not. So I'm actually going to – can I hand this off to – because I think I might know I might know this one. All right. So, Brian, 
Brian House. I'm going to give this one to you, and then Milk it'll come back punch. to me. Oof. All right, all right, fair enough. Um, I'm going to say eggnog. Is that your final answer? <sighs> Milk punch. Milk punch. Oh. What Christmas drink? It sounds That's disgusting. Said, right? Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, yeah, go. I'll, I'll I'll say eggnog. Yeah. Eggnog is the correct answer. Oh, hey, I got right. one. Okay. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and I, I thought it was eggnog. And I'm pretty sure she gave me a look when I answered. So, <laughs> trying to be Jeez. honest. Okay, I'll try another one for you. All right. No punch. Oh, what alcohol is used to spike eggnog? Oh. Um, I think Ooh. it's just whiskey. That would be my final answer. That would have been mine too. Oh, rum. Ah, that's oh. what I was thinking. Rum. Oh, yeah, yeah, warm. Yeah, rum's kind of a. Yeah, you can. Yeah, sweet. Made out of sugar. Okay, so we're back to the second <laughs> second round. Um, we have Brian, Brian with House. one point and yep. Dustin with one point. Brian. Okay. So so it's Brian Cohn now because you jumped. To All House. right, man. Yep. Okay. How long does it take for a tree to reach the average ideal Christmas tree height? Now I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a. What how, what how, what's the range we should screwed, give? Brian. <laughs> you got to um, give them a year range. Yeah. How about? I don't. I, well, I guess you have to look at the answer and you give them the clue. Mm. I'll give you a, a three-year range. And also, what is you know ideal Christmas height? Because in my house, it was fifteen-foot-tall Christmas trees because we have a sixteen-foot-tall. Like, I would say ceiling. like eight feet, like eight or nine feet, like is eight or castle, nine feet castle no, morning. Castle, the cone castle. <laughs> well, in my estate, most trees were fifteen feet tall. Up here in Michigan, we gotta. <laughs> no, um, I would guess. Um, I I would think an average. Well, I mean, it doesn't say here, but you know, maybe six to nine feet. Six to nine, okay, yeah, six to nine feet. Right. Um, is it like, let's shot in the dark, fifteen years? Is that your final answer? Sure. The answer is 15 years. Whoa! Whoa. Nicely done. <laughs> what? Dang. Wow. That Dang. was a true shot in the dark there, too. <laughs> Good shot. Damn. Good, yeah. I think the uh, the three-year, like, window was also a clue, you know, because if it was, like, 50 that's that's a right, big, that's right. a little, you know, that's the percentages are small. So well, it like, depends on how hard you guys are going to, you know, go on this. That was good. <laughs> Dang, right on. It is. <laughs> All right. All right, Dust, for the second round. Okay. Here we go. Question seven. What traditional Christmas decoration is actually a parasitic plant? Oh, uh, you're the plant guy. Come on. Yeah. Um, mistletoe? Is it? That was gonna be my answer. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Is that your final answer? Yeah, parasitic. I'm trying to think. There's like, I'm trying to think of the other traditional stuff. I mean, there's like cranberries and pine boughs, and it's got to be mistletoe. That's what I'm gonna say. The answer is mistletoe. Hey, all right, nice. All right, two on the board. It's ridiculous. (laughs) <laughs> there's that favoritism <laughs> no, no. but okay. there is the whole brother like you know yeah, rivalry he, so you know like, i definitely don't he want doesn't, he doesn't to want win. me to win no i gotcha i gotcha 
Okay, I'll read this one for me. Uh, what well-known Christmas carol became the first song ever broadcast from space oof, in 1965? Oof, man. Um, well-known. Can't give myself any tips. Ruin it. <laughs> uh, 65, well-known Christmas carol. What was Think I'm, about it. You're in space, be, right? Yeah. You're, you're like out in space and what you like want? Floating yeah. Around. Yeah. Yeah. What would you want to play in space? I mean, you would think something religious, maybe something to connect maybe. the holiday with. Maybe, maybe. Like Noel or First Noel or. I'll do that. The First All Noel right. or Noel. Oh, jingle like bells. Jingle <laughs> bells. That's what we're sending to space? No one wants to listen to that. They come down and murder us. I was, was going to say, say White Christmas. Night. I was going to say Silent, Silent Night. Okay, yeah. Silent yeah. Night would be one. Yep, yep. I was thinking White Christmas because you like dreaming of White Christmas to be back on Earth, you know, the snow. That's yeah. a good one. That's a good point. Jingle yeah. bells. Jingle bells. <laughs> that was, you said the first song to be broadcast from? Yeah. Wow. Also, uh, from space. Grandma got ran over by a reindeer might work too. <laughs> Bunch of hillbillies on there. <laughs> Grandma got ran over by a space shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> by a space deer. Okay. All right. So that's we're through two rounds. All right. What's the score, Dust? We have Brian House with one point, Brian Cohn with one point, and Dustin O'Hara with two points. Devin is Coming up the end with zero points. Jeez. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Question for House. Number nine. What is the most recorded Christmas song of all time? Mm. Man. Most recorded. So mm. still kind of in the same vein, but yeah. Obviously, we got a couple options it won't be. Okay, let's give us some hard ones. So grandma got ran over by a reindeer probably isn't gonna work. <laughs> most um man. Most recorded. I'm, I'm gonna say I mean I would have said jingle bells because that's just so like cliche, right? But right. That, that was the answer to the last one. Mm. Um I'll say it's not a repeat of any of the answers before. Right. Okay, okay. Oh, so okay. that's a good tip. Um uh, let's say, oh, holy night. It's a terrible answer. I don't know. <laughs> All right, fine, fine. Fine. The answer is silent night. Oh! <laughs> now, if we're doing oh, half man. points, come on. <laughs> I said that for the space one. Oh. <laughs> All right, what so you got close. there? All right. Cone, what three words best describe the Grinch? Stink, stink, stunk? Is that your final answer? I remember that being in the in the song. Oh, man, now I can't. Of course, now that I'm on the spot, I can't, like, think of the words of the song. Yeah, we, screw <laughs> it. Let's go for it. 
Stink, stank, stunk. Hey, nice. <laughs> wow. done. Jeez. man, you well came up quick. That was good. Man, I just listened to that like three times last week with my daughter in the car. <laughs> like the whole <laughs> Grinch is told Christmas. I, I didn't even think about it. That was good. I saw a meme that said, like, the older I get, the more I identify with the Grinch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> One of the teachers in my school, we were having a faculty meeting the other day, and and uh, I had one teacher that was like, "Yeah, I was calling parents. I'm I'm ruining tons of Christmases." And then like uh, another student, <laughs> another one of my teachers was like, "Yes," and I was like, "Dang, Grinch!" <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I probably shouldn't be happy about that. <laughs> Every time I troll somebody, I I feel my face do the thing that the Grinch does when he <laughs> smiles, and it's like he's like the curls around the sides of his mouth. <laughs> Just like yes, you, you, (laughs) 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 all right. Uh, dust. Oh, here we go. Another softball. (laughs) Yes, in a Christmas story, what gift does Ralphie receive from his aunt? Oh, nice. He receives his uh pink bunny costume. Sir Easter Bunny. I'm not even gonna ask yeah. you. That is the answer you got. <laughs> yes, sir. As you say, that's your favorite Christmas movie of all time. Of all time. Right. right. I love that scene. Oh. He comes down. His, his dad's like, he looks like a pink nightmare. <laughs> Let him take it off. <laughs> you wouldn't wear that. You like that? Let him no. take it off. You want to take it off? Let him take it off. <laughs> oh right. man, okay. All right. Number 12. It's the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time. Ooh. Uh, I mean, I guess, what do you think that means through everything box office and yeah. DVD sales? Yeah. And yeah. now yeah. is that adjusted for inflation? That's a good question. I would probably, say it's gotta be probably, probably it's gotta, not. Yeah. It's gotta yeah, be an older film. Something yeah. Cause whenever those old film records get beat, they don't adjust it. It's like Jaws only made yeah. twenty million its open weekend. It got blown away by Avengers Four. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just say it's a wonderful life. How about that? It's a good answer. Yep. Oh, Home Alone. Home Alone. Oh, what? Oh, oh, I forgot about Home Alone. I, mean, I guess it was probably a big box office hit, and then. A lot of tapes and DVDs. That's dumb. I mean, it's a, it is. <laughs> I mean, I love Home Alone. I just don't think. I, I think it, it should have been like White Christmas or something. It's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be something older. But... No, another zero for me. <laughs> All right. Let's put another zero here under Devin's name. <laughs> Brian House, number 13. Miracle on 34th Street centers on what real life department store? Another store question. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh, oh man, Thirty Fourth Street. This guy. It's New York City, right? Mm-hmm. So, yep. yep. I'm gonna say it's FAO Schwartz, right? I mean, it's, it's the that's or, there's another big toy store in New York City, isn't there? But it, yep, that's your clue. Yes, there's another one. I'm I'm not even. I, I'm assuming I know the answer, but I was gonna say, <laughs> can we steal for a half point? Yeah, right. right. Yeah, I'm gonna go with FAO Schwartz because that's the only one I know. But uh, I I have a feeling it's the other one. But hey, who knows? The answer is Macy's. Yeah. Oh, Macy's. Macy's. Yeah. Yeah. Because the whole I guess the whole theme right is that he's in the parade 
as right, Santa Claus, and he's right, the actual right, Santa right, Claus. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. House. He's he's busy watching uh, Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Brian Cohn. Here we go. In what modern day country was Saint Nicholas born? Ooh, that's a good one. And I'll give you a, a slight clue. Okay. It's this is a tough question. That's a clue I'll give you. Okay. So maybe your first guess is right. <laughs> Okay. It's a tough um, question. <laughs> Santa Claus and Klaus is kind of Germanic. But you said the first one isn't going to be correct. So hmm would it be I want to say Germany, but I can't imagine that's correct. So like Austria, Hungary maybe. Let's go Austria, Hungary. Those are good answers, but it's Turkey. Turkey. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Man. Really? Turkey. Man, shoot. Oh, that was a tough one. Turkey. Wow. I, I would have guessed Germany too. So that's why I was thinking it's it's not that one that most people would yeah. think. Yeah, sorry. Dustin. Yeah, I thought Austria Hungary was a good one. That was that was, oh, man. I was like, dang, that's good. That should be <laughs> it. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think back, and Austria Hungary would have been, you know, around that time that's period. True. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Um, when you're around Turkey. Okay, Dust. Yes. Which country started the tradition of putting up a Christmas tree? Oh, uh, I'm going to say Norway. Is that your final answer? Yes. It's Germany. Oh, <laughs> that's the, the easy the one. Obvious, the obvious answer. Come on, man. What's that five dollars <laughs> paying you for? Does anyone know the origins of the Christmas tree? It's like a. It was like um. It was a pagan symbol or something, wasn't it? Yeah. It, yeah. Really? It started a lot, off as pagan. A lot pagan. of the holidays start as pagan. Well, all right. <laughs> yeah. The weirdos pull trees in their house and everyone makes fun of them and then it looks kind of fun. <laughs> I mean, isn't that fashion nice. in general? <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Real uh recap dust, how are we doing on points? Or uh, uh, Brian, I last? Yeah. You yeah, yep. Oh yeah. Uh, let me do one real quick. Okay, got it. Sixteen. In a movie of Christmas story, what is the name of the neighbors who wait, what is the name of the neighbors whose dog Eighth Christmas turkey. Yes. It's Bompuses. Bompuses. Spell it. I can't, I can't spell them a good day. <laughs> Bompuses. That's, yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Bompuses. Yeah. <laughs> Bompuses. You're like Bompuses. Bompuses. But he says it weird when he yells. He's like Bompuses. Bompuses. All right. I'll take that. All right. On the board. I need something. All right. So after round four. We have more after, after yeah after sixteen final round coming All up right. next after round four so Brian House has one point Brian Cohn has two points Woo-hoo. Dustin has three points and Devin has one point so we have our final round so Brian Cohn has a chance to win or tie or I guess he has a chance no. to tie right yeah if he scores a point 
Okay. Unless if I can score a point, then I'll win. Then we go into sudden death. (laughs) Sounds good. All right. We have have a deep voice talk off. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here we go. Uh, Brian House. What was the first company to use Santa Claus in advertising? Oof, that that's oh, that's tough. Geez, man. Um, Santa Claus in advertising. Can you give me a clue as to like maybe what the product would be? Probably not. I was gonna I say that'd give it away, man. Come on. <laughs> I can uh advertising. I can I don't know how much of a clue I should give you. How about He's not going to win, so you give him a good. (laughs) (laughs) We're going there, are we? I'll say, I'll just say, it's a really big company. It's a really big company. A really, really big company. And they still exist. Yes. Hmm. This narrows it down. Can I give another hint? About 400 companies. Can I give an obscure hint? Ooh, I don't yeah, know do I mean, if you do think it. it yeah, if you think you know. Yeah. I believe this company has a very famous vault. A vault. Well, it doesn't help me. Hmm. Vault. <laughs> I was thinking of a company that is in the in the uh, restaurant business. Let's say that. Trying not to be too open about it. I'll yeah. say it's it's not Ford. I'll give you that. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. I was going to say craft. You know, they've been around a long time, but yeah. uh, oh, is that your final answer? Yeah, I guess. Sure. Why not? Let's say craft. Coca Cola. Yes. Ah! Yep. Yes. That was me. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yep. The famous Coca-Cola. vault is that they have they have the recipe in a vault that the can open. Yeah. Really? That's crazy. You're because my my uh, my my clue was the same i was trying to think of like how can i give a clue without giving away that it's coke because right, yeah. i thought it was coca-cola too I, I had no idea about the vault but i was like trying to think i didn't want to say carbonated beverages because i was a little bit too obvious <laughs> right, right. I was like, yeah, I was in the restaurant really business right. it rhymes with rhyme. mocha mola <laughs> <Mocha-bola>. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy all right all right next next brian when the first Christmas, uh, when was the first Christmas card sent? You get these really wide ones. I'll give you a. <laughs> I'll give you a. Uh, what? I'll give that's you, a question. That's a question. You know. That's argue with the wife. When was the first Christmas? No. Wait, wait, okay. Let me, let me give you a range. I'll give you a thirty-year range. Thirty-year range. <laughs> great. Help. Oh, great. Hey. Uh, why don't you look at the last, next question and see if my question's really easy? <laughs> for the win, uh, <laughs> Dustin, for the what time. color is the sky? <laughs> Yours Go is ahead. definitely easier, Dust. Okay, first, yes. do you, do you want to switch? No, 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 I'm doing this. Okay, oh. first card, first Christmas card. I'm gonna guess it would have had to have been when Christmas became more significant. So we're looking probably around eighteen. Am I am I within the thirty already or no? <laughs> Unfortunately, we're not. We're not on like Skype. We're not in Skype where you can see Devin's face. You're like eighteen. You start looking at his face. Four, six, seven, eight, nineteen. 
19th century. <laughs> okay, 19th century. I'm going to go um, 19... No, no, not 19th century. Oh, shit. Well, I'm, I'm already screwed. My original <laughs> no, look, guess was going to be no. somewhere in the 1860s. You, you, you started 18. I'll give you that. And if you get within 20 years, I'll give it to you. Okay. I Like I said, I was, I was going to aim for 1860, but... 1862. Oh, <laughs> 1862. It is 1843. Oh. Wow. Oh, so we got within 20 you years. Got it. Yeah, you got oh. it. Nice. Right By on one the year. My man. Great. <laughs> My, there it is. There you go. Nice. <laughs> awesome. What was that question you asked me, Devil, on some, some quiz that we did? And you were like, what year? And I got it, like, right on the money. It was like Jackson Pollock painted some painting. And I was like, yeah, yeah. You, you really bowed it in. You were like, yeah, it's 1967. I was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, here's Dustin's softball. And I yeah, so, really didn't plan it like this, but... <laughs> Thank you, Caitlin. She'll get the $5. <laughs> What's the most popular ornament used on top of a Christmas tree? Oh my god! Oh my oh, god! Right, you're basically you're basically you're basically doing like four ornaments. You can just take a guess. <laughs> I'm gonna say star. I'm gonna say star. Is that your final answer? Yeah, I think it's somewhere between star and angel, and I'm gonna say star. It is angel. Oh, oh man. he was robbed. <laughs> Do I get a half point for that? No, <laughs> no. Dang it! We got the tie then. Oh. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so is this last I, question going to be sudden death? Oh, uh, Devin gets one more. It, wait, like, is, it, is it sudden death? Is it sudden death? Though? So right now it's it's uh, Brian House with the point, Brian Cone with three, Dustin with three, and Devin with one. Okay, well since House and I are out, we'll just do Brian Cone and Dustin for this last one. Okay. okay. First of now, the should it should it be lightning round first? Yellow. Uh, I don't know. Maybe look at the question and, and see if it's something it's, that. Yeah, I think it, I think it I could like be, lightning round. It could be yeah. lightning roundy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Should we should we cling our beers like? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So do we both have the control board? Can we use Can we use like a like a? Oh, you know, I don't I don't have a control board. Oh. You know we could. <laughs> He's gonna be like. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, we you could write it into the. The guest oh. area, like, and whoever's answer gets typed in quickest. Okay. Or should we just have people yell it out? I'd go for the. I'd just do it the quick and simple, deadly yeah, we'll way. So yeah, yeah, so the listener can hear what's happening. All right, here oh, we sure, go. Sure. <laughs> Question twenty for it all for everything. Who tracks Santa's location on Christmas Eve? Noah. Wrong tracks. Dang. Uh. Is it American Airlines? Like the no, no. Uh, the, <laughs> this is anticlimactic. Santa Tracker, Santa Tracker. Oh, online. No. Um, Damn it! Is it some sort of a weatherman? It's an old government agency. What? Uh, NASA. No. Um, I think they tracked missiles and air con- air stuff. What is it? The military? FFA. FFA. Nope. Um, it, it was it was a military branch, I think. Uh, uh, Brian House, do you have any idea? Can you give? Me I was going to say the Department of Defense. No, D&D. it's something like that, but they used to call it something else. I think in the fifties. I don't think it exists anymore. But it NORAD. Was, uh, 
Yes. NORAD. <laughs> Dang. So, you got uh, it. <laughs> Dang. Well, right. since yeah, it's a part of the Work existing. For It podcast, we'll just slide this over. Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough one, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I've, I have no really? choice. That's, I, I don't know. I feel like I've looked at SantaTracker.com. No, you say you always be NORAD. NORAD's yeah. tracking yeah. Santa. All right. Here, let me grab another one real quick. I'll grab an easy one. All right. And uh, we'll do a try to do a lightning round on here. A number one so that we can uh, get, you know, closest to. <laughs> yeah, right. Something obscure yeah. like first Price. freaking postcard. First, that was pretty good. <laughs> How old do trees one, right? have to be? <laughs> like, what You're, the hell? <laughs> you, can, you can get them all, so. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> all right, here we go. Here we go. Elvis is going to have a white Christmas. He's going to have a. And if you want to hear the exciting end of this podcast, you're going to have to switch over to the Art of Craftsmanship's podcast. You will find a link to that down in the show notes. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening. And we had a little bit of a technical issue with um, the new Roadcaster uh, recording. So that's why there was a little bit of lag in there. And uh, we appreciate you guys and your patience for all of that. Thank you for listening to the Work For It podcast. Don't forget to go over to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. Follow that. Follow them on Instagram at the Art of Craftsmanship. And then also go over to YouTube and find them there. And uh, also, I hope you guys are having an awesome working week. I know you're out there working for it. My name is Brian House, and this has been the first half of the Work For It Art of Craftsmanship smash up. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.